The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson. Welcome to Get Real Radio, and I'm James Robinson, and... Welcome to the Master Series on Emotions. As I indicated in the show earlier on Mastering Your Emotions, I'm going to start focusing on individual emotions, on how to deal with them, what they are, how you can master them, because many ways emotions run our life. And if we don't master our emotions... They are going to master us. Most people describe their emotions as either positive or negative. And what we normally mean by that is positive emotions are the emotions that make us feel better, that that are healing and create well-being, freedom, and awareness. Things like joy, uh, happiness, love, acceptance. Negative emotions are emotions that cause emotional and physical pain and tend to isolate us and even can make us sick. So it's really, really important that we know what to do when we are feeling negative emotions. Now, I want to give you a little background on what emotions are so that we can understand where they come from, what their purpose is, and how to deal with them. You have to go back in ancient, ancient times before our brains started evolving and before we had the highly developed frontal cortex that we have today when we were running away from saber-toothed tigers and bears and other life-threatening things that were physically life-threatening. And our emotions were our mind's way, our brain's way, of surviving. In other words, if if a saber-toothed tiger or dinosaur started running at us, the uh, our brain would generate fear and which would have all these autonomic responses with with adrenaline and we would have a decision to make of whether to fight or flee. And that's where we get into all of this uh psychology about fight or flight syndromes, our Olympic brains, our reptilian brains. This is the most ancient part of our brain, the original brain that that our ancestors were gifted with. And so our original emotions were basically survival mechanisms created by the mind. I mean, fear, anger, and other negative emotions actually sharpened our ability to survive. And this is generated by parts of the brain that don't have much to do with our conscious brain, with our thinking. It has to do with the most primordial aspects of our awareness. But then we evolved and developed frontal cortexes and were able to generate positive emotions such as peace, love, acceptance, and forgiveness so we could actually interact on higher levels with uh, the increasing population. As, as humans became more uh, populated, these emotions helped us interact with our fellow human beings on a more uh, friendly basis. 
So that was actually also a survival mechanism on how do we get along with each other. But most suffering is experienced in the realm of negative emotion. If, for example, if we're experiencing trauma, threatening circumstances, or unrealized expectations, we often experience negative emotions because that's the way that our mind is conditioned to react to perceived threat. And most negative feelings are connected to our basic survival fear mechanisms. So when we're feeling the negative emotions of anger, fear, guilt, shame, and other emotions, actually it's our mind's way of dealing with something that is unpleasant or feels threatening or we're not getting what we want or some similar circumstance in our life. And it's simply uh, a way our mind is basically hardwired to deal with these situations. As our mind evolved and we developed frontal lobes, we began to think. And the thoughts that we experience in day-to-day life are actually our mind's way of rationalizing and understanding our emotional state. And the way that it does this is through projection, especially if we're feeling negative emotions. And projection is the mind's attempt to explain why the way, why we're feeling the way we're feeling. For example, if we're feeling angry, the mind will think about why we're angry and then search for a cause out there, in other words, outside of ourselves, for that anger. And this is what is called projection. And sometimes you've heard sayings such as making a mountain out of a molehill. In other words, what's happening is that we are feeling angry or threatened by something. And to an objective observer, that's whatever that event is or whatever that circumstance is, is not really that threatening. But for some reason, that event is triggering something in our subconscious mind, which opens the floodgates to anger that uh, may be suppressed or repressed in our subconscious. So we overreact or we're overwhelmed. And that is simply because that event, that perceived threat, has activated our ancient part of our brain, the reptilian part of our brain, that creates all kinds of scenarios that we don't know how to deal with, and then we go into fight or flight. But in order to master our emotions, in other words, to learn how to deal with these negative emotions that tend to overwhelm us, uh, we have to understand why we have that emotion, what it's for, and why it comes up. And except for a few behavioral disorders or psychotic exceptions that people suffer from, we all have uh, installed in our subconscious and our conscious minds a full range of emotions. That just comes with our DNA, is, is what I understand. And in other words, all of that is latent in our uh, DNA and whatever's not there is is learned. In other words, sometimes we learn from other people these negative emotions. But emotions such as shame or guilt or fear or anger, grief, pride, apathy, or the positive emotions, willingness, love, joy, and acceptance exist within us. And what we focus on and how we experience our life oftentimes depends on our child, you know, our DNA. It depends on childhood conditioning, on our childhood experiences, and what we've learned. So how we react to uh, life and our life experiences oftentimes is a function of all of these things. It has to do with our genetic makeup. It has to do with what our childhood was like. It has to do with what we were uh, taught by our parents and peers. And, you know, sometimes uh, what we've learned through media and word of mouth. So it's a very complicated system that we uh, 
are subjected to when we come into this world. And sometimes our emotions just aren't equipped to handle this. And wouldn't it be great if we were taught as children that this, if we're angry, it means this. And if we are feel guilty, it means that. And this is how we're supposed to deal with it. And these are survival skills, just like being able to run away or fight. But being able to deal with our emotions as they come up is probably one of the best survival skills that we can teach our children. And all of this depends upon our belief systems, because what we believe in has everything to do with what emotion is going to arise when we're faced with a adverse consequence or adverse circumstances. For example, if we believe that the world is a scary place, if if based on our childhood backgrounds we believe that it's you know there are lots of uh, problems or everything's out everybody's out to get us you know we're not equipped for this we're not good enough then what we're going to experience in life is fearful emotions and fearful thoughts. If we believe is wor- the world is a nurturing and beautiful place, then in the very same circumstances, somebody else may experience peace and joy and positive emotions and thoughts. Thus, in order to master our emotions, we have to get down to our belief systems that we normally don't question that we normally don't spend a lot of time analyzing simply because we assume that they're true. And this is something that most people aren't trained to do unless you take workshops or you listen to my show frequently or uh, you were just born in a higher vibration or a higher consciousness than, than most people. Most, Like I said, most people take their beliefs for granted because everybody they know believes that. So why would they question that? Why would we question that if you're raised in a Christian or religious environment that those religious beliefs may not be true? Or why would we question that uh, you know, we're supposed to uh, behave in a certain way? Or why would we question that if we don't behave in a certain way, then we're doing something wrong? All of these beliefs drive the emotional responses that we have to stimuli to our circumstances in life and from there what we think about ourselves. So one last introductory comment before we get into the emotion that I want to speak about today and that is shame. So we are only controlled or affected by a negative belief, emotion, or thought if we choose to believe that that belief, emotion, or thought is true about us. In other words, we have a choice whether we believe any belief, emotion, or thought. And now I know that a lot of people are saying, how do you choose your thoughts? Well, the, the thing is, is that you have to understand where thoughts come from, where emotions come from, where our beliefs come from, and that that's not necessarily who you are. Humans are capable of great creative joy and also great destruction. We have to take responsibility for which one we choose. So if you're experiencing negative emotions, thoughts, or circumstances, you get to choose how you feel about that. You get to choose what you do about that, and you get to you can also actually change your mind and change those circumstances. When we are dealing with any particular belief or emotion or thought, it is really, really important to understand that the you is that's experiencing that belief or emotion or thought is not that belief, emotion, or thought. You are the consciousness that is experiencing those circumstances. In other words, you can think that I am not good enough. But that doesn't, the you that's experiencing that has nothing to do with the thought. Because your higher being, your soul, your consciousness 
is really just experiencing that thought. It isn't the thought. Now, what, as I said earlier, is you can choose to believe that thought or you can change it. If you're, for some reason, thinking that you're not good enough, your brain is powerful enough, your mind is powerful enough to just automatically click to another thought. And that is, you can choose to think that you are great and say to yourself, I am great. Or if you feel like you're unlovable or you're thinking that you're unlovable, you can change that thought to I am lovable. Now, a lot of times we get caught up in our own melodrama and it's very difficult to be able to shift out of that thought, shift out of that emotion or shift out of that belief and go to a positive thought. You have to understand that you, the person that is aware, is the observer. It's the higher consciousness that occupies your physical body. You are not even the body that you're inhabiting. So I know that sounds a little bit esoterical, but it is absolutely true because if you believe in a soul, if you believe that there is a higher consciousness than what you may feel on a day-to-day basis. And that's basically what all Eastern philosophy and most of the Western thinking on the way that the mind functions uh, works, is that there are different levels to our mind. There are different levels to our brain different depending on which part of the brain is being activated. So just like the reptilian brain, which is the most ancient part of the brain, where it's fight or flight, that's the only choice you have. We have a frontal cortex which can choose differently. And so you are part of a higher consciousness, whether you call it God, your higher self, universal consciousness, or whatever your belief system tends to label it. Thus, if you can detach from your emotions, detach from your beliefs, and detach from your thoughts, you will begin to experience more peace, more joy, and a much more pleasant experience. So let's do a quick meditation to demonstrate this actual reality. Now, if you're driving or operating heavy machinery, please don't do this. So, But if you're sitting listening to this show... Uh, Just simply sit comfortably, or if you want to, lie down and close your eyes and take several deep breaths. Fill up your lungs as as comfortably possible. If you can count to four or six or eight or ten, do that. And breathe in. And breathe out. Breathe in. And breathe out. Now focus on your breathing. Fill your lungs with air and oxygen. And then exhale. And relax. Let any thoughts about what you're going to make for dinner or what your boyfriend or girlfriend did yesterday or what your children are doing in the kitchen right now, let all of those thoughts stop. Just enjoy the sensation of your breath going in and out of your body. Now, become aware of your thoughts. If you're thinking about anything, just imagine that your thoughts are like clouds going across a beautiful blue sky. Don't try to control them. Just let them go through your mind and let them go. Now, you may notice that we tend to think in statements or visual images that have beginnings and endings. So notice where the pauses are 
between your thoughts and focus on the spaces between your thoughts. Continue to breathe deeply. Now imagine that you're just simply watching yourself breathing. And notice that the conscious part of you, the aware part of you, which is watching your breathing, is not your body. It's not your lungs filling with air. Your body is separate from your awareness. Notice the rest of your body. And be aware that your consciousness is not your body. And relax. And go into the spaces between your thoughts. Now notice that you are no longer feeling or thinking about whatever you were feeling or thinking about before you started this meditation. You are something else. All that you are aware of is your breath and the being that is aware. If any thoughts come up, let them go. And as you are experiencing this feeling, the calmness, the peace, just notice how relaxed you are. Take a few more deep breaths. And when you're ready, wiggle your toes and fingers and gently come back to the present. Now this peaceful feeling that you're experiencing is who you truly are. This is who you are separate from your thoughts, your emotions, and your beliefs. You can go and connect with this feeling and this aspect of yourself anytime you like. Just simply be still, take deep breaths, and let go of your thoughts, your emotions, and your beliefs, and just feel peaceful and calm. This is one of the most basic meditations that we can do. And you can separate and detach from all the things that's going through your mind. You can detach from your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions, and simply be you. And the more you do this, the more you can connect with who you truly are. Enjoy how you're feeling right now. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, 
we're going to talk about one of the most negative emotions, shame, and learn what you can do to change it, to transcend it, and get through it. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm James Robinson. We'll be right back. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join host Gary Ray as he shows what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in Tuesdays and join the credit master and consumer advocate, Mr. D, a.k.a. Bruce J. Danielson, and learn the whole truth about credit risk scoring, collectors, both kinds, credit bureaus, credit cards, tax liens, mortgages, and much more. Find out how to use accountability combat to protect yourself from becoming a victim and to fight back against corporate abusers, such as banksters who have taken unfair advantage of most of us. The Consumer Fightback Show educates consumers on how to find relief within today's onerous credit system. See you Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want to help make our world a better place, but not sure where to start? Tune into Better Worldians Radio with the creators of the social game on Facebook called A Better World. Join hosts Ray, Mary Sue, and Gregory Hansel, who will inspire you to make a big difference in small ways. They'll speak to experts, authors, volunteers, and everyday people who are changing the world daily. Better Worldians Radio is heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Ah, a nice glass of wine is very refreshing after the end of a long day. But have you ever considered the story behind the wine? Tune in to Bacchus and Beery Wine Radio. With your hosts, Roger and Donna Beery, you'll meet some of the people behind the world's wineries, travel the wine country, and learn more about that glass that you're enjoying. Roger and Donna will also give would-be vintners a behind-the-scenes look at starting a winery. Bacchus and Beery Wine Radio airs live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century. Family Matters with Dr. Virginia Collin will focus on building and maintaining healthy family relationships. We will discuss marriage, divorce, family mediation, parenting, lifestyles, and mental health. All kinds of family matters. Our show will feature guest experts and your participation, too. You can listen to Family Matters live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. 
or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson. And today we're talking about mastering emotions and specifically the emotion of shame. Now, when we come into the world, we have all of our emotional makeup already installed. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be experiencing all of our emotions at once. It just means that the emotions that we will feel during our lifetime is uh, already in us. How we experience those emotions are something that we learn, that are, we're trained to uh, experience, and we just simply experience on a daily basis. Now, I just shared a brief meditation, so if you're listening to this on radio, uh, you can always go back to that meditation if you feel like you're overwhelmed with an emotion that's unpleasant or unhealthy or it feels bad or you are overwhelmed. So keep that in your library or your toolbox on how to deal with an emotion that's overwhelming. So... When we were born, the propensity to have any particular emotion is already there. We could be joyful, we can be calm, we can be, uh, we can be unhappy, we can be frightened and fearful, we can be, feel guilty, we can feel shamed, based on what we are experiencing in the moment. For, let me give you an example. You're an infant, and you're sitting in your baby chair in the kitchen, and your mom's cooking dinner. Um, and you're happy, you're having a good time, and your mom leaves the kitchen for a second. And you do what all babies do from time to time, and for whatever reason, you decide to throw all of your food on the floor. I'm not sure why babies do that, but every baby I've ever seen seems to think that's a really funny thing to do. And the mom comes back in and sees that her baby has thrown all of the food all over the floor, the floor that she's just spent an hour uh, sweeping and mopping. Now, if you've got a really highly conscious mom, your mom will probably say something, isn't that funny? But if your mom's not that conscious and is uh, prone to being irritable, she may something, say something more like, why did you do that? You're a bad baby. You should be ashamed of yourself. You make my work so much harder. Can't, why can't you behave? And the baby may experience shame and humiliation. We don't know why that is, but from the tone, from the vibration that's coming from the mother, the baby feels like there's something wrong with it. And the baby's shame is the result. Shame is defined as a painful feeling brought on by the belief that the self is defective, unacceptable, or fundamentally damaged. And the difference between shame and guilt is shame is where you believe that there's something wrong with you. Guilt is the feeling that you feel when you feel like you've done something wrong. In other words, you're not internalizing the fact that there's something wrong. It's, it, but with shame, you learn somehow that you are defective. And people who experience traumatic events in their childhood, especially their early childhood, are prone to shame, particularly if they blame themselves for the event. And shame can be a 
particularly problematic emotion because it triggers the fight or flight syndrome. And when we feel ashamed, what we normally do is we want to hide, disappear, or even die. So this kind of event with the baby, I am sure, will not be remembered many years in the future. However, once the shame has been activated, when we don't receive the love and affection we desire, we internalize that failure uh, to receive love and affection as our fault, and we feel shame. This is something that depends on the circumstances because we could just as easily feel guilt if we can isolate it to that particular event. But if you have had many emotional traumas, if you got yelled at a lot as a child, if you were punished a lot as a child, then you will probably experience shame because the frequency and the severity of the punishment can be imprinted on your subconscious mind as there's something wrong with me. And I was, in my childhood, I experienced a lot of discipline because I was a willful child and I did a lot of things that my parents didn't like. And so I I was told many times that I was bad. And I was told many times that I should be ashamed of myself. Whether that's, you know proper parenting or not, the result is that I was imprinted with the fact that there was something wrong with me. And fortunately, I've worked through a lot of those. But, you know, we even if in the best of times, if somebody says something or criticizes us in a certain way, that shame can still come rolling out. And if your parents have told you you'll never amount to anything or gave you uh, severe physical punishment, you know, those are the types of things that we're going to have to deal with later on in life. Shyness are examples of the other way shame manifests in our life uh, is like shyness. Shyness can be shame in the presence of a stranger. That's why we don't know, if we don't know somebody, we don't know how to act around them because we're afraid of doing something wrong. And that's because we have this imprint that there's something wrong with us. Discouragement can be shame associated with temporary defeat or or a temporary setback. So we become discouraged because we think we'll never do it right. Sometimes embarrassment can be shame in front of others. If we've done something that is not in keeping with uh, social norms or the way our peers think is cool, then we can feel embarrassed if we do something that uh, doesn't live up to that. Self-consciousness can be shame about our performance and what, whether or not we live up to the standards that we set for ourselves. And then insecurity and inferiority complexes is also can be a, a symptom of shame about ourselves. So shame can radiate out into many different uh, aspects about how we feel about ourselves And if we have a core belief that there's something wrong with us uh, that's activated by shame, then we probably have a lot of work to do in order to uh, heal that shame. Now, what triggers shame? Why do we feel ashamed? Basically, uh, oftentimes this happens when our expectations or hopes are frustrated or blocked. Uh, if we become disappointed or we perceive that we're failures in our life, relationships, or our careers. If we, and here's a big one, if we do not satisfy our perceived standards, either personal or social, we can feel shame. You know, one of the things that 
my parents did, and, and I know what their intention was, was to make me improve myself. But a lot of times what parents do is they will set the, the standard, uh, and then when you achieve that standard, they'll say, well, you could have done better. So what happens is the standard keeps changing, keeps becoming harder and harder to meet. And although I can certainly understand as a parent wanting your child to improve and to challenge itself, you know, when you say to your children, you could have done better, basically you're locking in that belief system that, they're, that there's something wrong with them. They can never perform adequately. And for example, I can remember when I graduated from law school and I think I received 12 awards for academic excellence. And my parents kept saying to me, oh, if you could only have had a few more. I understand that they wanted the best for me, and I understand they love me, and I understand that you uh, can always do better. However, the feeling I had at that moment was shame because I did not feel like I lived up to their expectations when, in fact, I was at the top of my class and I had multiple awards for excellence. It made me feel ashamed that I didn't have more. So this way of imprinting shame, even though it may not have been intentional, uh, it keeps coming up when you start setting standards for yourself and you start doing the same thing where it's never good enough. Uh, sometimes we can feel ashamed when we feel rejected or we feel like we've lost something. Or when anybody lays that label on us, you should be ashamed. Sometimes memories come up that make us remember times that we are ashamed and when these memories come up, that shame comes up with it. And then finally the awareness that we made a mistake can bring up shame. Now the problem with shame and the emotion of shame is that it oftentimes involves a crisis. Our subconscious mind wants us to evolve into wholeness, completeness, and self-realization. And the irony is, is that our subconscious minds drive to be whole, to be complete, and to be self-realized can actually look the opposite and appear to create a crisis in our life that is, makes us feel bad. But what the subconscious mind is actually doing is creating circumstances where we actually have to deal with that negative emotion, with our repressed shame, with our unresolved shame. And so it will create events which trigger that shame and bring it up to be released, uh, regardless of how traumatic it may appear. So I can remember when I, when I got uh, divorced my second time, and there was a lot of shame that came up with this because I had promised myself after my first divorce, which made me feel very ashamed, that I would not get divorced again. Now, circumstances were such that it was the healthy thing to do to get divorced a second time, but I was bringing up all of that shame from the first divorce that had never been resolved and heaping on top of that all the shame I felt for a, quote, failed marriage, end quote, uh, to have to deal with. And what my subconscious mind was actually doing was creating an event where I had to deal with that shame in that moment because it was time for me to let go of the shame that I had buried deep in my subconscious mind. And this is how our higher brain our sub and our subconscious mind work in concert to help us deal with these negative emotions that are buried deep in our psyche. So when shame arises in your life, and you have listened to this show repeatedly, 
you will know that you are experiencing this shame, that this shame is coming up because it is time for you to release it. So it is a good thing that you have connected with this shame so you don't have to carry it around with you like a used Kleenex tissue. Be glad it came up. Thank it for bringing the message that something needs to be addressed, worked through, and released. So when you're experiencing really negative emotions and you're feeling overwhelmed, I know that it's very difficult sometimes to remember that this is a good thing. However, if you go to that meditation that we did the first part of the show, this can help you detach from the overwhelming feeling that you're feeling and understand that there is a silver lining, that there is something good to be experienced through this negative emotion. So what you have to do, and the reason you're experiencing this shame, is that you have to let go of it. So just be aware that you are feeling shame. And it may actually not have anything to do with what the event that you're experiencing. In other words, the event just may remind you of something that you experienced that caused you shame. So, again, when I was talking about making a mountain out of molehill, and it may not be that bad. The event that is causing you to feel shame may not actually, to an objective third party, be something that would ordinarily cause somebody to feel shame. So, you need to deal with the emotion. And remember that you're experiencing the shame to let go of it. Just be aware that when you're feeling shame, it may not have anything to do with what's happening in the moment. When you're feeling shame, you have to let go of the belief that you are defective or have done something wrong or, or you know, there's something wrong with you. If you can remember that your subconscious mind has created this situation so that you can let go of the mistaken beliefs causing your shame, then you can get in touch with your great inner greatness. In other words, I know it takes a lot of mental discipline and it means that you're going to have to pay attention, but if you're feeling ashamed, if you're feeling shame, remember this is a good thing. Say to yourself, oh good, this is shame that I can let go of. So let me give you an exercise. Sit down and think about, and if you want to make a list, make a list. Think about all the times you have felt shame or the things that you feel shameful about. Now you're in a position to deal with them for once and for all. And for each item on your list, ask yourself why you felt shame. Keep going down. Go deeper. Go deeper. Ask yourself why. If you say you're feeling ashamed because uh, you did something wrong, ask yourself why. It's because you're, you know, that's what everybody believes. Well, ask yourself why. And keep going down, 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 and find out what's really true. If you have to forgive somebody or forgive yourself, do it. If there's anything you need to do, simply let go of the feeling that there's anything wrong with you. Let go of the belief that there's anything wrong with you. And do the things that you have to do to feel better. Knowing, Just simply remember that carrying the shame does not serve you. Carrying shame around is detrimental to your well-being. The more shame you carry around, the more likely it is that you're going to get sick. You're going to get sick of feeling ashamed. You're going to feel sick of being who you are. You're going to feel sick of your life. And that's all an illusion. That's all irrational thinking. So here's another exercise. 
When you're feeling shame, sit still and breathe deeply. Just notice that you're feeling shame. Observe it without judging it or running away from it. Ask yourself, what color is it? What shape is it? Does it have a smell? How does your body feel? And where do you feel it in your body? Do you feel pain or discomfort somewhere? Just notice as much as you can about it. Ask it if it has a message for you. And then be still and allow the message to come through. And then just simply invite it to leave. Imagine that there's a fresh wind filled with golden light blowing through your consciousness. It blows this emotion away. Thank the emotion for coming forth to be healed and feel the warm breeze on your body, your face, and your hair and watch it blow away like smoke in the wind. And watch it go. And once the initial overwhelm is gone, then you can get into discovering why it was there. Ask yourself, what is the belief that caused that shame? And then do the same process with the belief and let it be blown away with the fresh wind filled with golden light. There is no belief that you have to hold on to. In the coming weeks, I will be covering all of the major emotions which may cause suffering or distress in your life and explain how to effectively deal with all of them. I will also be posting healing meditations on emotions and more, as well as articles and blogs on my website, jamesgrayrobinson.com. If anyone has any questions or would like to schedule a healing session with me to help deal with an event or a situation or emotions in their life, please contact me at james at jamesgrayrobinson.com. And I hope this series on emotions is helpful. I know it will be because it's helped me a great deal in coming to a peace beyond understanding. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson, and we will see you next week. Thank you again for tuning in to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. Please join us again next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, open up your heart and look inside your spiritual self. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 